the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this uh, 16th day. Pretty cold and chilly across the country. A lot of areas like mine that got a lot of snow and stuff here. So I hope everybody's staying safe and warm and all that good stuff. Uh, I got a great show with you tonight. I'm uh, going to talk about um, the Cowboys and the Eagles, how the, um, the approach to their terrible performances will uh, uh, how they'll be handled. Plus, I got Rich Ferris coming in 30 minutes past the hour. I'm uh, going to talk about that, and we'll go over a few of the games today, and, of course, I will finish them up tomorrow. Do a little good scope, bad scope, where I was right, where I was wrong. Uh, I've been wrong about a lot of stuff here lately. Hard to predict these guys. Uh, let's go ahead and take our first and only break, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsCo. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. For those of you who normally see me on Facebook, I got suspended there. I, my guess is somebody did not... They feel threatened by the success of my show, and they look for something to turn me in on Facebook. That's the only thing I can think of. So I got suspended or whatever, and I don't know how to I put into um, uh, the little pill thing, but I don't really care. I'm now live on Instagram, though, and, of course, we'll always be on uh, Facebook. And, of course, you can see the podcast replay on uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, or you can still be on the X app. Uh, not a lot of haters on the X app, if you know what I mean. Okay, uh, let's see. So last night, yeah, Eagles Bucks. The Eagles look like a team with a talented roster that now have recycled two coordinators. And last year, remember, they had the easiest schedule. And Nick Sirianni's annex hollering at the cow. How about them Cowboys after beating Dallas last year? Kind of reminded me of Bill O'Brien hollering at fans. Now that Shane Steichen is gone, and with the Colts, with the, and of course, even a mediocre, but not as bad as a defensive coordinator now, Jonathan Gannon, who's now with uh, Arizona. You got a Matt Patricia uh, on defense who replaced a guy named Sean Dasani um, in the middle, in the middle of the season here. Uh, a lot of confusion, a lot of missed tackles, not to mention the equally confused offensive Brian Johnson. My guess is Jeffrey Laurie and Jim, uh, the owner there, and Howie Rosen will demand changes for both coordinators and or assistants, if not, even after going to a Super Bowl, if not firing outright Nick Sariani. Looked like last year's team um throughout the season last year kind of thought that was lightning in the bottle very talented offensive line now jason kels 36 year old this is why i said they wouldn't get back to the super bowl 36 year old jason kels said he will retire after this game has ended uh lane johnson 34 year old lane johnson uh will probably be behind him in the next year or so so they're going to have to replace uh, uh, probably a Hall of Fame center, uh, one of the better right tackle slash left tackles in the game there, and uh, Lane Johnson here. So Tampa, on the flip side, last night, they reminded me of the 2010 Seattle team uh, that won 
the NFC West with a seven and nine record. Okay. You got your 12th man. You got your, you got your mediocre quarterback, Matt Hasselback. And this year you've got mediocre quarterback there. And, uh, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, but, you know, had a little bit of momentum, had the home playoff game. They end up knocking out 11 and five saints team. And of course they got beat in the second round by the bears that year with Jay Cutler. So, that's that's about what this team reminds me of what happened last night. But you know, you, you look at you look at this team, this ownership, they just don't accept mediocrity like that. A lot of missed tackles. They kind of look like a big 10, uh, big 12 team last night, pickles. Um, they look like Oklahoma and Texas a few years ago when it's 48-40, when every pass is just a Long pass and five or six missed tackles in the guy scores. They look like a college team out there. Uh, you you got them, guy. They went through three coordinators in less than a year and a half. You can see it. Uh, I don't know how hurt Jalen Hurts really is. The offense looks lost. All the balls were uh, they were off by a few seconds there. So. You look at this this ownership and management. I mean, they, they fired Doug Peterson. They fired Chip Kelly. Uh, they moved off of uh, they 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 moved off of uh, Andy Reid after going to a Super Bowl. Uh, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, but when they see that things are starting to get a little bit low, uh, he'll he'll make a change there at the coaching staff. So you know. I'm not really worried too much about them. Now, the flip side, and there, there's a lot of similarities here, okay? And then you got a team like the Cowboys who, well, Jerry Jones never likes to admit he's wrong about anything. He's always the last Netflix to stream inside the NFL for five episodes of the season. Great. Yeah, I'll be watching Netflix. That just popped up on my screen. Okay, so... Then you look at a team like the Cowboys, another total no-show, probably as bad as people want to dog the Eagles out. The Cowboys had the worst performance of the weekend, being the number two overall seed, getting beat like that at home. That's what you would like to see out of a Baltimore team, maybe against Houston on Saturday. That's what you would see like a 90s Cowboys team with Jimmy Johnson on a bad Buffalo team or a really good NFC team beating up on one of those 80s uh, Denver Bronco teams that got handled or that 94 uh, uh, 49er team that, that just hammered. They, the NFC used to hammer those AFC teams. Uh, those San Diego uh, Chargers there led by Junior Seau just getting totally destroyed there. You know, more of a good – so you think about – a banged up Tampa team that they beat last year. You know, I, I, I think that it was probably the best group of uh, looking back at this and, you know, yeah, they're not a bad group compared to the other groups since Jimmy Johnson. Okay. I still think they're a little bit better than Tony Romo's team, but they're really about the same. They, they, they played great in the regular season. They, they, they look great in uh, September and October by about Thanksgiving. Then after Thanksgiving, they start to teeter off a little bit. And I'm talking about those Romo teams there. You know, and, and they would more often than not, they'd come in as a two or three seat, and they would have 13, whether it be from Jason Garrett or, or Wade Phillips, any of those guys. And, they, they, they you know, the – You'd mishandle a snap there on an extra kick. Uh, they would get beat by the red hot Giants team. Uh, they, they would lose on the road to a Packer team just like they lost. So it, it's really kind of the same team in, in its own. You know, if, if you really think about this team compared to the other teams, um, I feel like I was, you know, somewhat off about them. They're a little bit better but they're not championship caliber. You, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that, like I said, uh, 
Jerry Jones at 81 years old, he will never, ever, uh, he, he never likes to admit he made a mistake. You know, by, by, by paying Dak the kind of money that he's paid. If you look at McCarthy there, uh, 2020, they were six-win team. They got Michael Parsons. 2021, they, they, they lose in the playoffs in the first round to the 49ers. Last year, they beat up a banged-up Tampa Bay team that I thought they would lose that, and they get their first road win in 30 years. Then they go on the road, get beat by the 49ers. This year got leveled by the same 49er team. Uh, then they get beat by the Green Bay Packers like that. Now, it's hard for Jerry Jones to admit I made a mistake. He, It's just so hard for him. Unlike Jeffrey Lurie, cut the bait and go on. Okay, Andy Reid, listen, he's got two Super Bowls. He got to the Super Bowl in 2005 or four or five back with the Eagles. But things were getting stale. The team seemed to be checking out. Mr. Lore, he moves on. Chip Kelly won 10 games, but they looked like the defense was giving up a lot of points, wearing the defense out with those hurry-up offenses. So he sides to move on there. And, of course, you know, that Doug Peterson, they got the Super Bowl. But things kind of went off uh, off the rails with Carson Wentz. They looked like about for about a year or so they were checking out. He moved off. Unlike Jerry Jones, he will hang on to Jason Garrett for four or five years longer than he should have because he don't want to admit he's made a mistake. He's doing the same thing with McCartney. Um, the stuff with uh, Bill uh, Parcells. It was it was a Jimmy Johnson thing, you know. He he still did not want, uh, you know, he still didn't want to give up total control of the team, even though he owns a stadium and owns everything around it. He still don't want to. He still don't want that mega. People say, "What about Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick?" They'll butt heads with him the first day, okay? Because he wants to do his stupid radio interviews. He wants to talk about how great they are, you know. And he just wants that little bit of control. He just put Jimmy Johnson in the Hall of Fame when they both got gray hair. They're both in their 80s. He's a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn old man. I've said it five years ago. I'll say it again, not to be morbid, but when he dies, they'll win a Super Bowl again. When he dies and Steven takes over completely, then they'll win the Super Bowl again. Because it won't be so much about the ownership. He's so, so arrogant and narcissistic. He's narcissistic then. He's narcissistic now. He'll be narcissistic when he's when they're putting him in the ground. That should be what they put on his tombstone. You know, you know, and I think about a guy like Dak Prescott, just like here in Tennessee. People say, man, you know. Looking at Baker Mayfield, for example. Yeah, they're scooting by. They're barely paying Baker Mayfield a, a, a borderline prove-it salary there. That's why they're getting around. Todd Bowles, yeah, he, he got the guys motivated. But when you pay this guy 35, 40 minutes, he's not worth it. Most of these quarterbacks are not worth it. They're not even worth half of what they're making, folks. Even the good ones. Most of them, Dak Prescott's not worth it, okay? He's, he's a good guy. He's a good leader. He's worth about $23 million a year, not 43 okay? He's just not worth it. You know, I'm here in Nashville. You had Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, people talk about Mike Vrabel and just Mike Vrabel. Well, when they was paying Ryan Tannehill $7 million, they had a very good defense and a good running game, and they had a healthy offensive line. And they were doing fine. They got all the way to the AFC champ. They beat Baltimore, the number two seed. But when you pay him $32 million because the agent says pay him this, when nobody else in their right mind would do it, Tennessee does it. And then they teeter off and don't do nothing. You know, they get their one seed. They get put out in the first round by Joe Burrow. And now they've had two losing seasons, and now they fired off Mike Brable. Okay, most of these quarterbacks are not worth this. Okay, Tampa Bay fans, 
guy. Listen, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results. Say, we'll, we'll pay you backup money. We're going to we're going to draft the quarterback, Baker Mayfield. If you don't like it, there's a door. Thank you for your services. You got $250,000 because you won a playoff game. Okay? We know what you're like when we're getting a lot of money. Okay? That's what they that's the way these teams have to play hardball. You know? And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So that that's maybe they'll make a change in the middle of the week when he sleeps on in a few days talking about Jerry Jones and maybe they won't. Now I guarantee in Philadelphia, they, they'll do something with those coordinators this year. I guarantee you that they, they, they will do something uh, this week. Excuse me. Uh, uh, offensive coordinator with the saints. He's already been fired. This Carmichael guy. So uh, I expect that. If not, it, it just fried out. And by the way, Nick Sirianni is on the hot seat next year. It looks like they had, um, what do you call it, uh, lightning in the bottle. 30-second easiest schedule. Uh, you know, just everybody's in their prime at once. Had that healthy offensive line. Uh, you know, and then and then you've got some good draft picks. You, you made a good move. Got, got A.J. Brown. So let's see how that one plays out. But look at the difference there. They've been to three Super Bowls since since the night, since uh, the Cowboys have won one. They've been to three Super Bowls and they've won one. Okay? That's the difference between a guy who does not rest on his laurels in Jeffrey Lurie and a guy always looking in the past in Jimmy Johnson. So let's see how the two play out there. Uh, I expect Detroit, which I'll talk a little bit more about tomorrow. Um, I, I expect them to, to beat Tampa this week and, and, and move on. It, it, they're a great story. People crying in the stands. It was a great night, you know. Okay. Good scope, bad scope. Okay. Good scope. Kansas City, healthy at home. Um, Donovan Smith back at left tackle. Rested starters there. Isaiah Pacheco, 89 yards, touchdown. The Dolphins looked like a team that was cold, even though, by the way, did not watch that game. Pickles uh, had a total change of heart. Got to thinking about it. Got to sleeping on it. Do not watch. Do not pay NBC, Peacock. Uh, do not pay that money to watch that game. We've got to break these greedy owners and 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 leagues uh we we've got to break them trying to do that in the middle of a uh with inflation like this do not pay it i did not pay it i followed it on my phone but i i, I mean that was the only game i did win though i had um I had kansas city and i had pacheco within any time touchdown 89 yards there but uh you know uh, miami's about like the, they're about like the cowboys my guess is uh, they they beat up on bad teams. They never they struggle with physical teams, you know. And uh, but I was right about that. I mean, Kansas City got everybody back. Don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl, but but I, I think that'll be a really good game. It depends on what depends on what Buffalo does. Depends on how healthy Buffalo is. Uh, they're going to have a two day advantage on Buffalo. Buffalo played Monday. They 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 played Monday. Uh, so, but we'll see. I, I, I like the way Buffalo's playing, but I was right about that. They they did beat up. Only touchdown was a Tyreek Hill touchdown here, and uh, and Kansas City uh, took care of business. They're a tough out, man. They're a tough out. You got right coach, right quarterback, right defensive coordinator. Good things can happen. You can fill in the spots everywhere else. Just take care of the line in front of Mahomes. You'll always have a chance, okay? Bad scope. Actually buying into the Cowboys at home. Dominance against Green Bay. Unprecedented ambushed at home at the first-year starter quarterback. Yeah, Jordan Love, it's his first year starting. He picked up about Thanksgiving, and he he wasn't perfect post-Thanksgiving. I mean, the big Thanksgiving game, they beat up on Detroit. But it's like the light went off. There's no, there's no people up there. 
It's cold out there. I'm in Nashville. We've got about five and a half inches of snow. We had seven inches the other day. Ain't nothing to do up there but stay in, study football. It's cold up there in Green Bay, and he's locked in, man. He's locked in. And, and Dallas, Dallas looks like Dallas. You know, you heard me just tee off on them. Um, but, you know, only team that team the Dallas really beat this year, they beat the Rams with $70 million in dead cap in their uh, banged-up secondary. They beat up on the NFC East when the when the Eagles started going downhill. They haven't beat anybody. They beat a, a Seattle, a 9-8 and eight average Seattle team. And I was bad actually buying into them, thinking they, they had a shot at the Super Bowl. Okay, good scope. Uh, let's see. Bills continue to run, even though, uh, they had some injuries on their defense. Cornerback Rashid Douglas was out yesterday. Several linebackers, they jumped off onto a Pittsburgh on a 21, nothing league there. They hung on there and they, they, they got the win. The bills are rough, rugged and raw. They they they've been there. They've been beat up. Now they could still lose this weekend because they've got some injuries. But I think they're going to get a lot of those players back. We shall see. A Uh, But but right now I feel like I've been right about this Buffalo Bills team uh, catching their second wind uh, this year. Okay, bad. Cleveland. Cleveland. You know I thought Cleveland with rested running backs here. I thought the Browns here would 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 would, would use Jerome Ford and, and and establish the running game in Houston and and try to lean on Houston a little bit and try to impose their will because they 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 got ahead they 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 could not play for anything they rested their starters in in week eighteen and then of course uh, they didn't do that they spread out. And, and they, they tried to uh, for Flacco to outduel uh, C.J. Stroud. It was a terrible game plan offensively. It was a terrible game plan defensively. Two things can be true. Yes, the fans can win. Probably should win coach of the year because of the tackles out and everything. But that was poorly outcoached, poorly executed on both sides of the ball. They were almost as bad as Dallas against Green Bay but they were the road team and a wild card team. But, yeah, it was bad. Uh, that was a bad scope there to me. I was totally wrong about the Cleveland Browns. Good scope. Chargers likely be the front runners to land Jim Harbaugh, Gordon Adams, Scheffner. Uh, they have finished up their interview, and we're going to see. Jim Harbaugh has interviewed. I thought that would be the best available job you've got. Justin Herbert, you got the left tackle, you got edge rushers there. Only thing you need now is a coach there to lead this team into the promised land. He hasn't been hired, but that was his first interview post last Monday's national championship. That was the first one. Now they've interviewed a few other people, but you know, they want Jim Harbaugh. A lot of people won't. Washington wants Jim Harbaugh, you know. I'd like to see Tennessee get Jim Harbaugh. But anyway, so that's your good scope, bad scope in a nutshell. Um, got Rich Ferris in the background there from Cumulus 1045 The Zone. Uh, that is the flagship for the Tennessee Titans. Had a crazy week last week. Hey, Rich, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, let me ask you this little off-the-cuff question here. Have you ever seen anything like last week? Vrabel getting fired, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban retired. H have you ever seen such a busy, crazy week in just a one week like that? As well? I don't think I've ever seen No, that not at all. I mean, what a crazy news cycle. And it was like one after the other. It was no break. I was kind of, you know, now that the Titans season was over, was kind of looking forward to a little bit of a break there before we get into the real thick yeah. of the off season. But, you know, one day down or two days down and then we're they're firing coach Vrabel and uh you you see uh Belichick gone a few days later Saban retiring and then um 
you know, I think another one, Pete Carroll, that wasn't expected. So, um, yeah, yeah, a pretty wild week. And then, you know, watching the the college coach shuffle, too, after Saban announced his retirement with uh, Florida State uh, and um, Texas and, yeah, and and, uh, Oregon. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's uh, been that wild of a week just that soon after the college uh, football national championship and the regular season of NFL. Man, that's what I thought too. I thought it was just me. I was I had Mike Richmond on the program last week, and he'd been watching uh, for a long time too. He's he's a few years older than my dad. And he's like, I haven't never seen nothing like that. I said, Yeah, I don't know a full moon or whatever, but twenty four is definitely <laughs> going to be different, man. I tell you, it's snowed in the last few days. How you been doing, man? I, I know you've did you did you work any of these last? I haven't worked. I'm anymore. working from home. I worked from home today. <laughs> uh, yesterday was off for the for the holiday. Oh, okay. uh, so I mean, um, nothing too crazy right now. Like I said, just trying to keep up with this crazy news cycle, which was mostly last week, and um, right now just kind of uh, see what happens with all these interviews and who ends up where. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What was your reaction when you heard that Tuesday afternoon, one week ago today? Because, hey, look, Monday, we've got through Black Monday. I thought everything yeah. was okay, right? I then did, but... That, uh, dude. Yeah, it was like Sunday during during the game, even though the, uh, they they were they were winning. Uh, started hearing these kind of rumblings and, yeah. and stuff, and you're just kind of like, well, there's a lot of smoke here. I'm not sure if... Uh, I'm not sure if, what to believe right now. You know, people have been saying all these different things, uh, which a lot of people are wrong. And um, yeah. even just going with the with the fact that he was going to New England, which was never in the cards, really. And we'll get to that in there, here in a second. Right, right, yeah. But yeah. um, but um, yeah, and with with, with Gerard Mayo in Gerard his contracts was, and and that's what I was saying the whole time too. Like you want to have all these ties for him. Uh, but we'll get into that here in just a second. Yeah. So my initial reaction was kind of shocked. Um, yeah. I knew there was something up and I, I know Monday I heard something was going on with a potential trade. Um, and so I was kind of nervous about that. And, uh, okay. I like coach Rabel. I think he is a really good coach. And, uh, so when the initial, you know, I initially thought that maybe he'll get traded. So it's kind of bittersweet. At least you're going to get so some kind of compensation. Yeah. On Monday, I thought okay. he was going to be traded. And, um, uh, but then, you know, Tuesday they, you know, Amy Armstrong decided she's just going to fire him. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and initially I was pretty ticked off because I thought that, you know, he, he, he is a really good coach and, um, but, you know, going through the details and, 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 and I kind of understand it a lot better now. And okay. so, and so, uh, I kind of get why there was a rift there and, and why they ended up parting ways. Okay. Now, now that, that leads to the second question. Do you think it was more Vrabel bumping heads with Carthon or or by listening to Mike Keith talk to Amy Adams Strunk? I'm sure I played that on the program the other day. Works with your flagship. Do you think it was because of the offense the last two years hiring the in-house guy? They were 30th year before last in 22. They were 28th. Do you think maybe he was just because he was keeping in house too much and not going outside to fix the offense? What do you think? I think that was a very small portion of it uh, to start. uh, Him and Rain Carthon did get along. There was no apparent, uh, you know, riff there really. Um, Although uh, Rabel did not, uh, you know, a lot of news has come out and a lot of details come out over this past week. And uh, I really appreciate the article uh, from the athletic by Diana Rossini and Joe yeah. Rexrode, who really detailed a lot of different things that led up to this. And so in that, it, it mentioned, um, that, uh, when they were there, it was a, a possibility that Rabel was going to be fired last year with John Robinson at the okay. end of the season. Um, however, they, they decided to fire John Robinson and, uh, and Amy Adams Strunk at the time was like, we, I want to give, you know, Mike Vrabel a chance to kind of you know, go into another year. She really likes Mike Vrabel. And then um, probably about midway through the season with it kind of not going as planned, uh, I think she's probably started getting some initial doubt. And then for whatever reason, this is the thing that's kind of bothered me, that the New England Patriots, him going into the, the, the ring of honor there, yeah. that whole that whole situation rubbed her the wrong way, which I think is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Um, and I think that kind of started a little bit of her doubt 
and uh, the way they ended up this season uh, with the, with losing over you know from mid uh, middle of last season to now only winning um, you know six games or whatever uh, or seven games uh, that uh, I think that it just kind of culminated along with the fact that I think what ultimately the the real decision was is that. She has a vision. the The Amy Adams Strunk, the controlling owner, has yeah. a vision of what she wants done and how she wants it done here. And I think Vrabel d- didn't want to do that. I think um, there was this um, rift between the direction of where um, Mike Vrabel went when once John Robinson was fired, wanted yeah. to have control of, of the roster. And Amy Adams Strunk is, does not believe that. In that, uh, she even uh, in the article uh, of the Athletic, it referenced that she was uh, back to Jeff Fisher's last few years. How you know that didn't go very well. What so we've seen with Bill O'Brien with yeah, yeah with control with uh, Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, in Texas how that ended, and you know now Bill Belichick how's that's ended. Uh, she just doesn't believe that the coach head coach should have full control of the roster. That should be more collaborative. And Vrabel wanted to have that control. Wanted to have the say overall say in the roster so she tried to this past season she tried to um i guess come to a mutual agreement where it was a collaborative thing like she uh did not put mike uh, did not put ren carthon over mike Vrabel and vice versa they were considered equals and she wanted them to kind of work it out and i think ultimately they did this year but i know that mike Vrabel thought that ren carthon wasn't ready for it to be a gm in this league and actually wanted to wanted to hire um, wanted to hire, uh, uh, his name escapes me, Ryan, um, the, the assistant GM that was under John Robinson, it was his right-hand man, wanted to hire him instead, um, which I think ultimately would have ended up him and Ryan working together on, yeah. and basically Rabel having control of the roster. Amy Adams and Strunk didn't want to, didn't want that to happen. She wanted to bring in Rand Carthon because how much she admired how the 49ers are running their organization. Yeah and wanted to make some changes there and ultimately Mike Vrabel did play along and um was collaborative but i think the more that that she had the doubt set in and that you know i think ultimately there was some rift of the control issue there and yeah. i think ultimately she decided that it wasn't going to work because one sees it one way she sees it another and so you just can't have that moving forward and i think that's ultimately why the decision was made well, I think that I, she thinks he's a great coach. She just didn't think they would be able to work together the way she wanted to. I think, well, the way you're breaking it down, I heard a little bit of that. Donna Rossini, uh, she something came out about a comment that Brable made that Rossini referred to in that article, and then she also said it on one of the other. Uh, I think it was like Colin Cowherd uh, that she. Uh, he said something in regards to he don't feel appreciated here. Did you hear that Vrabel saying that when he was in New England? Well, he said he said basically that um, that how well that organization run, how great it was there. It yeah. isn't. He said it it isn't like that everywhere else. Okay, so, so it was very it was a very vague comment, and you know if the shoe fits where it, I guess, if that's how you feel that I don't know. Ne- I don't know if he was necessarily referring to the Titans. I mean, he's been a other places as a player and as a coach. I mean, he played in Kansas city, played in Pittsburgh, coached at Ohio state, coached at Houston. So, I mean, he could be referring to other places, but you know, I, I think that it's a little, um, I, I think it's a little, you know, I, I don't think that it goes over well, uh, with me. Just, you know, if you're going to hang your firing over that, uh, that just shows how um, how emotional you know you can be in the, making these decisions, which yeah. you know it makes her, as a, as the fan in me puts up a red flag a little bit because she did that with John Robinson. Now I think that he was on a downfall anyways. He was making some bad picks, yeah. had he some bad drafts. Crazy. He went a little wild at the end. Yeah, and 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 but it was after the AJ Brown game where yeah. AJ was in Philly and they embarrassed the Titans. She fired him right after that, so it was a very emotional yeah. firing. Despite that, he probably should have been fired. Uh, and it was sort of similar. If she's hanging, you know, a lot of weight into that comment uh, yeah. from you know a day that he was being honored there, and I think honestly, just knowing Vrabel, who just kind of playing into the crowd and uh, just trying yeah. to get a good reaction out of them, and I, I think that that's a 
to to make that a that's very to make that a, a noted thing uh in this firing is is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But Carthon, it, from what you explained though, it sounds like she made the right call. If you break down the whole situation, I, I think mean, if you're you can't have you can't have an organization um or a team put together with a split group, you know what I mean? Everybody needs to be on the same page. Yeah. And so I understand it now after understanding that, yeah. you know, they just weren't seeing eye to eye and, and they couldn't move forward together because one wanted control. The other one didn't want that person to have control. And that's just yeah. going to cause friction, you know, the longer it goes. So I do understand that and, and, and get it. Uh, however, I do think Mike Vrabel is an, a terrific coach yeah. and gets the best out of the players that he has. Good things can be true. Yeah. And I and I think they just had a bad roster uh you know over the last 2 years to to try to work through it and I know that Rabel wanted to change the roster and change you know the style of players he wanted. Yeah. And so I think they did a good job in this year's draft. And uh Yeah. But one thing that you is noted uh, Andre Dillard, I remember you told me that last time we were on the program. Yeah, there was some decision. Like he, you know, Vrabel's been behind some bad decisions. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he 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 co-signed also with uh, with Isaiah Wilson in that draft pick with oh, with God. John Robinson. Um, so I mean, yeah, and so I mean, there there's you know you you don't you can't put all that on John Robinson. There was also some collaboration. Yeah. You know, he wasn't going to draft a player that a coach didn't want. Um, but you know. Um, so I think that, that, that was also a red flag for Amy and didn't want the coach to have control because, you know, maybe he wasn't going to be a good GM and, and, um, you know, and, and, but looking at this draft with Rand, I think, um, um, you know, I think that he did a pretty good job. However, there was a, a report that, uh, Ryan Cowden, that's the name of the, the assistant GM that I was trying to think of a minute okay. ago, Ryan Cowden is one who kind of ran the board and set up the board. So, I'm not sure exactly how much say he actually did have in the draft, but only time will tell because if, if Rabel Ryan Cowden was, you know, in on this draft, this draft class is really good, especially if you end up with a franchise quarterback, a franchise running back and a slew of, 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 of uh, a left guard that's going to be really good. And, um, you know, the whole draft class played this year. And so, yeah. you know, only time will tell if, if the Rabel Ryan Cowden thing is going to work or, if Rand Carthon is going to have a great draft this year and only time will tell of who would have been right. So, yeah. um, very interesting, uh, to see how it plays out here. Um, and then I think Mike Vrabel, uh, you know, now being, you know, free agent, so to speak is, uh, it's, a uh, it's interesting. I haven't heard anything of yeah. uh, anybody, you know, reaching out. Uh, but there's also uh, a lot of rumors that he, May just take the year off and and okay. uh, relax and, be and seven or eight come back next year. Next year, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking that she'll probably go opposite. Uh, I'm thinking of a guy like a Bobby Slowick. Does their connection? He was the offensive coordinator at Houston. He's very young. He's younger than me and you, man. That dude's 36 yeah. <laughs> years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think. So who do you like that that uh, that's been a candidate so far? So they they have about ten candidates now. Uh, yeah. You can you can rule out Bill Belichick. You can rule out John Harbaugh. That's not going to okay. happen here in yeah. Tennessee for the same reason why Mike Rabel is fired because Amy Armstrong does not want a coach coming in here and wanting control. Both those guys seemingly would want to have control of the roster. That would so, make sense though. That would make sense. Yeah. So that's not going to happen here. Um, but. Um, I do like Bobby Slowick. Uh, I do like Ben Johnson and just connecting the, the connecting the dots with, uh, Rand Carthon coming from the 49ers, 49ers organizations. Both those guys come from there. Uh, oh, and did Ben Johnson come from 49ers too. I, I, I need to double check that, that but Detroit. Yeah. But, uh, but it's still a hot commodity though. But yeah, the, the, it's crazy to watch the Shanahan tree how well how widespread it's become this this past season. Right. You have you have seven seven of the playoff teams uh, that are that, that were in the out of the fourteen where, where Shanahan ran offenses, and so you still see quite a few of those still in um, yeah. it, still in it. Uh, Detroit Packers, Forty uh, ers uh, Detroit, uh, which I think I just mentioned that, but, um, but yeah, there's Miami, Miami was one. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, Shanahan 
offense uh, offensive schemes now in the NFL. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that Rand wants to do with his ties to that organization. Yeah, yeah. So who do you have somebody that would stick out? Uh, what do you think about a Todd Munkin? From the Baltimore Ravens, I like Todd Munkin, um, but I like Brian Callahan from the Bengals a little bit better. If I oh, had yeah, to rank I them, I would probably interview him, right? Yeah, yeah, I would probably put him and uh, Bobby Slowick uh, and Ben Johnson there in my top three. Not sure right. how I want to order those just yet, but those are my top three favorites in my opinion. Yeah. Um, fourth uh, is kind of a wild card for me. I, I love what Antonio Pierce is doing. I think he's going to stay oh, in Las wow. Vegas. Another, but, uh, another defensive coach. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it, you know, I, I like what he brings and what he's done in Las Vegas in a short period of time. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, a, like I said, a wild card, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to stay in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to hire him as the head coach. But, um you know, somebody like that, I mean, yeah. is very variable-like, but I wonder if they would be just more collaborative and not want that control. the coordinator from – the defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald from the Ravens. He's worked with Jim and John Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, he's a good candidate, too. I just I just find it hard for them to, to be – I find it hard to believe that they would bring in a defensive guy. Yeah, I think they're going to go offense. <laughs> I think they need to. Yeah. I think that they need to have somebody uh, – I would love – you know, if they if they want to, you know, emulate the 49ers, and that's what a lot of teams are doing right now, yeah. um, you know, you got to stick with that offensive mind and, and, and get somebody from that Shanahan tree. So um, so that's why I think either Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, uh, Brian Callahan isn't from that tree, but yeah. um, he's he's been a proven offensive guy, you know, being in Cincinnati for, for a little while and been all over the league. I think his dad's a uh, was a was a football uh, yeah, offensive I, lineman. So yes, I so think I, I, his dad was the coach of the Raiders back in 02, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe I think he I think he, he is in the I think he's coaching like AFL or something like that right now. Yeah, uh, but you know, strong pedigree there. I like what the offense does in Cincinnati, even though their head coach calls the plays. But he's he's very very involved with everything on the offense, and so yeah, I think it's going to be offensive side. Uh, the head coach and that um, you know I think those top three are are very good candidates. I'd be surprised if it's anybody outside of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey man, I was ranking the jobs. The Titans are up there because they're second in uh, cap money. You know, look the the Commanders have the most. Tennessee's got that seventh pick. Mm -hmm. They've got second in cap money. Uh, a lot of good things can happen. How do you see this thing playing out as far as that draft is uh, concerned? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that the 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 open head coaching job here is pretty enticing. I yeah. I would say that uh, you know the Chargers are probably the top because you already have your franchise yeah. quarterback. Same you here. have some pieces there that they can be successful just with some retooling, um, and then. Um, you know, Seattle and, and Las Vegas do intrigue me. Uh, I would probably put the Titans head coaching job opening probably right there in the middle of the mix of the teams that are available. Yeah, I think I, I went about four. Now, I got commanders because they got a new owner. They got the two pick, and they got more money than Tennessee. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, the, and that's another thing. They're the, the GM that they just hired is who the Titans tried to hire last year, the but they denied, they denied them to interview him because yeah. uh, he was uh, John Lynch's right-hand man. Yeah. And so they ended up hiring Rand Carthon, who was this guy's right hand man. Uh, and so he's now in Washington, and he's you know that's another team that you got to you know watch to see if it is Ben Johnson or a Bobby Slow it goes to because yeah. of those Forty ers ties. Um, but yeah, they got money. They got some. They got some talent on the roster too. I don't think that they necessarily have to take a quarterback at number where they at number two overall, number three yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, so that they have a lot there that you can go off of with and money too. I think yeah. it kind of sucks the you know the the people coming in uh, didn't get a chance to to work with uh, uh, Chase Young and uh, the other defensive players that they traded yeah. off. Yes, but um, yeah, but yeah, going back to the Titans, I think they're probably third or fourth best open open vacancy. Like you said, they have the seventh overall pick. They potentially have the franchise quarterback. The jury is still out, just as Pickles just said. Yeah. Um, the jury is definitely still out. Uh, I think that's why they want to bring in an offensive-minded head coach to uh, really develop 
Will Levis and uh, make him the uh, you know a, a elite guy. And so I think he could be with some with some you know right tools and or some right players. And so uh, I think you know just kind of looking at that and the money that they have to spend uh, with the the draft capital they have. Um, you know, it's probably going to be two or three years before they're really good. Uh, they could surprise us like Houston did this year with yeah. a really good draft class that just changes their whole team. Um, but they definitely got to start with getting the, the offensive line fixed. And I think at seven, they, they got to go left tackle. And yeah. if Joe Alt from Notre Dame is on the board, you got to <laughs> take him. him. That's exactly who I want them to get. <laughs> yeah, him or the Penn State guy. I don't know how to yeah. pronounce his name. Wallow or something. Yeah, like I, uh, either one of them. I mean, you got to get a franchise left they tackle there. Uh, but um, you know, if, if they can do that, would, any chance they would trade Levis? If say, what if a Michael Penix is there at seven? And no, I, I think, think they're going to stick with Levis. I don't think you want to do that. Okay. I don't think you want to. You know. Uh, yeah, I, that would be a weird, weird deal in my opinion. I don't know if you do that. I think you, I think yeah. you're tied to Levis. And the, and thing is, is Levis is show he's got talent. He's got an incredible arm talent. He does. And and he he has good pocket he presence for a rookie. Around him. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know outside of C.J. Stroud this year, I mean he played pretty well uh, for for a rookie. Um, you yeah. know C.J. Stroud was an amazing had an amazing year, and he's still in the playoffs and. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they upset Baltimore. And <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing. I was telling my dad last night that they're red hot right now. Yeah. And Baltimore, they didn't play. Uh, they didn't pay nope. Lamar Jackson last the week before. So they've they had, had two, two, off. three. Oh, it would be almost three weeks off by the time yeah. they actually play. And you got a red hot, you know, Houston Texans team coming in. And as much as I hate that as a Titans fan, right. I would, but I would still love for them to knock off the the one seed Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Because as much as I, you know, dislike the the other teams in the AFC South, I dislike them much more than the Texans. So, ain't that um, the proof, brother? So I have a feeling that could happen, and that you know if that does, you got the Houston Texans in the AFC Championship against either the Bills or the Chiefs, and with a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback. I mean, Houston's got to be on fire right now to 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 get that lucky. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I thought that the Browns would. They had the week off before. I thought they would try to impose their will, use Jerome Ford, run the football try to wear down Houston instead go for a while and let's have Joe Flacco just throw it and he's sitting there throwing interceptions and then <laughs> he looked like a guy that's 38 and kind of past his prime yeah he looked like the Flacco that played at the Jets <laughs> not the one yeah. that played at the Ravens 10 years ago last yeah year. it was a good run for him I mean yeah uh you know and and you know thanks to the to the Browns that's why Houston has the the peaks the people on their team right now yeah. because of the Deshaun Watson trade and so for them to actually beat them with what should have been their guys I guess you would say right. is pretty pretty interesting story there especially with Deshaun Watson sitting there on the bench yeah what do you think about um these playoffs in general do you uh, are you still shocked by Dallas getting beat like that? I'm I'm still just no. beside myself, man. I'm not because Cowboys <laughs> are going to Cowboy. You know, they're going to, you know, it, it seems like clockwork for them. And I, and I would hate it to be a Cowboy fan yeah. um, just because you have that momentum going in and then you're just one and done like that. And it's happened like two or three times in a row and you're just so disappointed. Um but hats off to the Packers, the the youngest team yeah. in the league. They got talent. I, that I, makes me feel good about the Titans going forward. I mean, it, you know, look look at the Packers, man. They it's like the light bulb just went off for Jordan Love about yep. Thanksgiving when they beat Detroit. Yep. You know? About midseason, they 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 just started clicking. You had they have three good young receivers. Uh, yeah. You know, Jordan Love stepped up. Uh, they don't, you almost want to say Aaron who <laughs> there, uh, yeah. in, in green Bay. And so, uh, yeah, they, they, they've been impressive. I mean, you know, and what they did with the, against the Cowboys is, is impressive. Now they're yeah. going to play the 49ers. We'll see how much yeah. momentum they have going in, in there. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with the, the, with the Packers, another Shanahan offense, by the way. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, I know. And, and then, you know, mad New Yorker, he hates Shanahan. He he's, <laughs> oh, hey, I said, listen, dude, 
you, you've got – I love that zone block and running scheme. Yeah. You need balance in this league, man. It's about offense and offensive scheme. And I mm. do like the fact that teams have a general manager do his job, have the head – like you just mentioned, Bill Belichick. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. But he's picking the players that were terrible. You know, I mean, golly, man. you yeah. got a good flow there in Houston. And you're seeing that counterbalance with, with a John Lynch – who was a former player. Uh, a lot of former players make pretty good general, general managers. Look at Ozzie Newsom. He was a former mm-hmm. player uh, with the Ravens here. You know, I think Carter Probably the best GM in the game over the last decade. I Wasn't mean, he right? Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got Jonathan Ogman, a Hall of Fame. Ray Lewis, a mm-hmm. first ballot Hall of Famer guy. Ed Reed. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm optimistic about Rand Carthon. I, I like, like you said, look at all these players this guy got. Yeah, this now this year will be, well, now this year will be more so than than ever. Yeah. Will it be on him because he's going to hire the head coach? Yeah, he's going to, you know, put together this staff, put together the this roster, and so this is a big year for him. And and to that point, I'm I, I'm kind of, you know, ticked off a little bit at, at ownership and and and. Not to say that Amy Adams is the only person involved with this. You know, they have a president and CEO that makes the decisions too, um, who I like a lot, Burke Nihill. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, they're they're throwing him in the deep end now. I mean, you know, <laughs> they you had Vrabel there to lean on yeah. and, and their experienced staff, regardless if they, you know, that defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator was great, but they had a lot of, you know, knowledge, a lot of experience. Yeah. And so now it's all on Rand Carthon to make this right. So they're throwing him right in the deep end uh, this year too for him. And so yeah. it's 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 really their their success is leaning all on him. Yeah, my my thing is, uh, Rich, if you can simply put a a veteran defensive guy with him, Sean McVay. Remember, he went out and got seventy something year old Wade Phillips, another Shanahan uh, guy. <laughs> yeah, get, get it, get a get a defensive guy to help you out. Yeah. There. Get the vet- yeah, so Slowick, he looks younger than me and you. He's very young. He's 36 years old. Um, I talked to um, Jim Jeffcoat. He said he played with his dad. His dad played mm-hmm. in the league. I didn't know that, but Jim told me that. So you you, you want to put him uh, w- with the veteran, maybe uh, who, who got fired? Ron Rivera, somebody. Somebody in their 50s, been around for a while. Yeah. Kind of help him ease into that. Get the young uh, pickles, let's say. Uh, what he the techno geek guy, but <laughs> with the veteran defensive guy, yeah, like a big Vangio in Miami. Don't let's don't go super young everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you, you know I, I, I honestly think that that's what they'll try to do. I think they'll yeah. try to have a very offensive minded head coach, but they're going to bring in a, a DC that's going to be almost like a head coach too. Yeah, that they're that they're going to. They've been you know preaching this whole collaborative thing, and I think in this weird. In this weird vision yeah. that that Amy Adams Strunk has, it does see where the head coach is uh, is very open minded and not it does have the overall say. But you know, you're going to have a staff that's going to be like a bunch of head coaches, and everybody works together and and, and makes things uh, work. Yeah. Uh oh, you got you got little uh, Rich Junior there in the background. <laughs> hey, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I think this is going to be a good thing. I think that I, I would be disappointed if they went defensive minded, but I'm like you. I got a sense that they're going to probably go with it. If your guess, who, who do you think they're going to go? I'm thinking Slowick straight up. But yeah, like I said, I think it's I think it's between Slowick and Ben Johnson and Brian Callahan. It's it. Yeah, that's got to be the top three. Um, you can't I, lose with that three in my mind. And I think Brian Brian Callahan has a little bit more experience uh yeah. than the other two uh that I think could, you know, handle that responsibility where, you know, Slowick is really young. This is his yeah. first year as offensive coordinator. Right. But you know, um just to kind of go back to like bringing in guys when they brought in Rabel, uh, they uh they brought in um LaFleur uh that yeah. you know, one year later he's a head coach of the Packers. And so I kind of see that the reverse happen here. They bring in an offensive coordinator uh, that, that's going to be the head coach and run the offense. You bring in, uh, you know, somebody that's a DC that you know maybe a veteran guy that's just going to hang around for a year to get this thing, you know, going. Yeah. And uh, and ultimately, 
you think that they'll you know hire good staff so they can elevate within if they they have success there yeah. or um you know have to you know bring in a new guy to uh to run the defense yeah well hopefully it's not schwartz or dan quinn <laughs> well dan you quinn know it's funny 40 something points the other day they interviewed dan quinn for the head coaching job um I don't think that they're. I don't. I don't. I don't see them going there. Yeah. Although I wish they would have hired him uh, when they ended up hiring uh, Ken Wisenhunt. I think oh, that he, he was. Yeah. It was between him and Mike Zimmer, and I was like, please be either Dan Quinn or Mike Zimmer. I don't really want Wisenhunt, uh, which ended up being a disaster. Uh, but um, he looked like a coach, but he wasn't a coach. <laughs> he was a really good offensive coordinator, and yeah. and and. Well, at the time, San Diego, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, he looked good then. Rivers, but yeah, uh, he I mean, came here and it was just memory, man. it was just a functional, uh, dysfunctional the entire time that he was here. And uh, you know that was that was probably the worst time as a Titan fan that you can yeah. think of. But um, yeah, I think I think that's what they're they're looking to do. I think they're going to bring in a young offensive minded coach, uh, probably from this this come in some kind of way from the 49, 49ers organization. And uh, they'll find them a, a probably experienced DC to uh, t- to kind of be that you know that uh, leader on the defense and and somebody that the head coach can lean on, and uh, those you know have to draft and uh, hope that they have a, a, a turnaround like Houston did this year. That'd be great. I was thinking just in my mind, I had a brainstorm. What about Leslie Frazier as a DC? He's been out of the yeah. league for a year. You know. Yeah, I mean that's you know Ron anybody Rivera, like that. Maybe. Yeah, as a DC, I would love Ron Rivera here. I mean, he's he's an incredible coach. He just hadn't had a great great run over the last few years, but uh, you know, him as a defensive coordinator would be, I'd I'd be down with that. Yeah, yeah, somebody like that. Uh, I got I got in Facebook jail. I I think somebody's (laughs) hating on me. Uh, so uh, how does that happen? (laughs) I don't know, man. Somebody turned me. I, I think I was sharing something and. I guess it was something from Fox Sports, and I, I took one of their little logo things, and it was some kind of promo or something. I, oh, wow. I don't know. They get so, copyright. Uh, yeah, it's always some 50-cent BS. So what <laughs> time is your show? You still do your show at the all, the variety, Big Ten and Rich, at 8 o'clock? And is it released at 9 on Thursdays? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Central Time. Uh, okay. I would say 9, yeah, 9 o'clock Central Thursday nights. Uh, Big Ten Rich. Um, well, last week we we, we kind of we talked a lot about um, the coaching hires and, and and the playoffs and stuff. So if you want to you know listen to us, uh, last week was a really good episode, uh, kind of talking about a lot of the same things we're talking about today. Yeah. And uh, not sure what we're really going to get into this week. I'm sure we're going to talk playoffs. Um, what about all this crazy weather we're having? Yeah, that too. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's what it's like nine degrees out out here. Um, yeah, like nine degrees where I'm at. So, uh, with a, about ten inches of snow outside. Oh, so, depends <laughs> on where you live. Yeah, I, I've I've heated up my car two or three times. That you know you're sp- supposed to do that when it's cr- cr- crazy cold mm. like this, so your battery won't die. Um, I kind of wish I had doing the show from Tampa. Seventy-two <laughs> during the winter yeah. time, at least, Rich. You know, yeah, migrate south. Yeah. Woo! Hey, man. If that's it, I uh, appreciate you coming on. And, hey, listen, I'll bring you back when we make this hire here. Yeah, I'd love to be here. Uh, yeah. Just let me know, and we'll talk about it. Oh, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good night. All right. See you. Yeah, man. Okay, everybody. I will be back tomorrow at the same time. I know that I've gotten everybody. Um, want to talk a little bit about that Detroit run. There were people crying in the stands. I was actually emotional. For, I, I, I was really happy for the fan base. I may even get Germany to come on tomorrow or something. So uh, Pickle says, I should have got his uh, opinion on that peacock. Yeah, yeah, That I don't think anybody's too excited about that when you've got uh, inflation like it is and just, just want to pounce. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch the game, Pickle. I, I, I was playing my game and... Uh, I was just glancing at my phone looking for Pacheco to score. But these games will be really good. We got a great weekend coming up. I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City, Houston, and I think Rich is right. Houston's going to give Baltimore a little bit more than they want to deal with. Now, of course, if Baltimore goes in there and picks off Stroud early, it could be over with. But 
That's going to be interesting. Lions, this is a good run for the Lions. They're going to be hosting Tampa this week. That's going to be not a good game, but a great game. And, of course, the 49ers, if they go in there sluggish, which I don't think so, traditionally the Niners run the ball like nobody's business on Green Bay going back a few years under LaFour. So that's going to be a good game, everybody. Um, we'll go back. We'll talk about all that stuff tomorrow and, of course, Thursday and and Friday, we'll have Carlos, mad New Yorker, Chavez. So have a good night, everybody. I'll see you same place, same time here uh, on Sports Scope.